Hey everybody, what's going on? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. A little bit different of an episode, I interviewed an old friend of mine, Chris McCarthy. He currently owns Elite Edge out in Malvern, a hockey training facility. He's a former hockey player, played in the AHL, the ECHL, played college hockey. We talk all about that. We talk about Elite Edge. It was a lot of fun. I'm really excited to hear what you guys think of the interview. I wrap things up at the end talking about the Sixers game, the first one with fans that we went to last night, Sunday night, recording this Monday morning before work. Let me know what you think of this. I think this was a great one that you guys are really going to enjoy, and let me know if you want to hear more of these kinds of interviews. But as always, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, search The Bullpen Cart on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, ThunderBLG on Twitter, Thunderbug Sports on Instagram and Facebook. But enjoy the interview, everybody. Let us know what you think. And here we go. All right. I'm now pleased to welcome on an old friend of mine. He is the current owner, co-owner of Elite Edge out in Malvern, formerly the AHL and the ECHL is my good buddy, Chris McCarthy. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on, man. Long time no see, but it's good to see you. I'm glad we're able to make this happen and uh, chat a little bit. Absolutely, man. Yeah, so let's start with Elite Edge. So you just retired from playing in the Coast and the AHL, and then you decided to start Elite Edge. And just tell us a little bit about it, you know, what got you to starting it. Yeah, so... um, yeah, recently retired. I mean, I guess start from the beginning when I was still playing. Um, they, there was this mini sheet. It was like an hour away from me out in the Hatfield area. Um, okay. I'd always go there and, and shoot on goalies, and it was pretty much just for for goalies. Um, I loved going there. It was great for you know training, quick decision making, you know all the skill stuff. And uh, they just didn't have a gym. They didn't have you know other little things that I think you know you should incorporate. In, and every player's, you know, no matter the sport. Um, so taking a look back, I was like, I'd love to, you know, do one of these. And um, so I got to thinking, and I always wanted a gym, kind of creating a one-stop shop. So for us at Elite Edge, we have a 40 by 90 sheet of ice, pretty much half regulation size of a rink. Uh, we have a gym, 1,600 square foot gym, awesome trainers. Um, my wife's a mental health counselor, so we incorporated the mental side of, you know, sports awesome. and just everyday life. Um, and then we're actually trying to incorporate physical therapy. So nice. we're, we're literally trying to cover every aspect of athletics and how to um, better, better, you know, involve the, uh, the kids in their training. So it's been a lot of fun, yeah. <laughs> you know, a long journey to, to get the doors open. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my partner, uh, Larry Beretta had his own hockey school for about four oh, or five years. Yeah. yeah. So um, last year at the beginning of October, kind of just started chatting with him. I said, hey, you know, this is kind of, you know, what I'm thinking. And I was like, I don't want to compete with you. You know, I love what you do. You do an awesome job. And he was all for it. And we just made it work. We started with a pen and paper. And, you know, here we are with the 10,000 square foot facility. So. It's been a lot of fun. That's awesome. So, it's, so I was on the website a little bit. It's mainly kids right now, but you also have an adult cool. league, right? Yep. So, uh, 
Tuesday nights, we're doing uh, three-on-three adult, oh, that's awesome. uh, which is awesome. I mean, yeah. we tested it out first with, with the big boys just to make sure, like, that it was going to be a good product. Mm. And, you know, everybody loved it. So we were like, all right, let's 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 open it up. And, uh, you know, it seems to be um, pretty enjoyable for everybody. And, you know, you're engaged the entire game. Yeah. You, know, you think the smaller rank, it's not going to be as much of a workout, but – at the end of the night, you know, you see the guys coming out, smiling, having a good time. That's so, awesome. was part of the fun. the smaller rink thought just like because it's easier to maintain, or is there like an aspect of like quick? You mentioned quick decisions before, like that aspect to it. Yeah, I think it was. A, now that you say it, I'm kind of glad we're not running a full size. <laughs> I mean, as a kid, you you walk in and you just expect the rink to be there, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't realize the amount of maintenance that goes into it, and yeah. we're just a half sheet. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's definitely been a learning curve, but, you know, it's been fun. You know, you, you come into the rink and, you know, you're the janitor, you're the ice maintenance guy, you're the, you know, yeah. top to bottom. Yeah, you're yeah, doing yeah. everything. So, so right. it's like we're learning. Yeah. So did you – so I was going to ask this, and I thought it was going to be dumb, but I don't think it is. Did you yeah. have to learn how to drive a Zamboni? And like, are you the, are you the Zamboni guy? <laughs> so my partner loves the Zamboni. Ah, but, okay. Uh, so did he's, he have the inside edge of like knowing how to buy? Is, I'm like, <laughs> I'm really curious of like, where do you like inquire? Like, did you go to Iceland and like buy one of their old no. ones or like just so start like, the market for this? It's honestly hilarious to bring it up because it, it took me about two months to find something because yeah. I was just searching on Google mini Zamboni, Zamboni, <laughs> this, Zamboni, that. Yeah. and finally I, I came across one in, from Calgary. Wow, and this guy. Yeah, so he created this mini Zamboni electric. It looked awesome. Contact him. He's like, yeah, yeah, all this good stuff, blah, blah. He's like, just wire me the money. I'm like, all right. So (laughs) I wire wire the deposit, and I don't hear from him for like a week. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is, you know, a scam. Yeah. I just got scammed out of, you know, a good chunk of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) so finally he responds to me he's like god just never got it like i I don't know what's going on so i checked with the bank and it was just like you know going through the border and you know international but but we squared away and and got it it wasn't a scam i was like who would scam you know anything out of of yeah (laughs) but uh no it's great it's a great product and um it's, it's been fun that's awesome. Yeah. And like, how's everything been with, I'm sure you get this all the time, but how's everything been with the COVID and all that sort of yeah, stuff? Yeah. I mean, it's been, uh, you know, you take the precautions and you do everything the right way, the cleaning, you know, we definitely take extra time doing all that stuff. Um, which isn't a, it, it's not a bad thing. I mean, yeah. from the standpoint of like construction and everything, there was definitely more hoops to, yeah. to jump through. Um, but I think, you know, it just was what it was at the time. Yeah. Um, in the grand scheme of things, it actually, like, I don't know, helped me in the, in the sense of retirement. Like, it, it almost made that transition easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, I was prepared to step away from the game, but at the same time, you're never fully ready. And, yeah, 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 You know, obviously, in the sense of, you know, retiring, I guess it was <laughs> – good timing but yeah. still i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, it's just uh it's a shame with with everything that's going on especially with you know the echl and you know guys out of jobs and but uh hopefully they're they're back up and 
and going full swing next year. Yeah, hopefully. And uh, I know like the the AHL starting to let fans in, but yeah, let's uh let's go all the way back. Starting, you're from this area, Philly area. How did you get into hockey as a kid? You know, or is it just you threw on a Flyers game and saw the saw the Legion of Doom just busting up guys? Yeah. I need to do that, <laughs> or is it? You know, did your kid parents just throw you on the ice and something stuck? Yeah, I guess. I mean, my mom threw me out there and it stuck. And, you know, my mom and dad were, were great, uh, you know, getting me to games. And, yeah, yeah. you know, it's a commitment from, from your parents as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. Right? It's, they're doing the same exact thing. They're just not playing. Yeah. Um, and I see it, you know now too on the coaching side the the commitment and you know the kids need the same commitment from myself and my partner you know like we can't just show up and you know do a you know half effort job yeah uh, because you know everybody has a commitment level to this sport just like any other sport but uh yeah i mean i grew up in the area um played for the minutemen with with goldberg growing <laughs> up our good buddy our good friend um, I know. And then uh, I think it was seventh grade, really early. I just, I decided to leave. Um, and I ended up going to the Eagle Brook school yeah. out in Massachusetts. I just felt like I needed to kind of expand my, my hockey and, yeah. you know, looking back, maybe it was a little early, but you know, it all worked out in the sense of uh, my journey. And then I was there from seventh to uh, ninth grade. And then Jake and myself ended up going to Berkshire where, where we linked up. Oh yeah. And then, uh, you know, spent a year there, loved it, loved Berkshire, uh, and the whole prep school, um, experience. We wouldn't have changed that for the world. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, got invited to go out and play for the U S national team. And I couldn't say no as much as I loved Berkshire, like, you know, it was just an opportunity that you can't really pass up on. Certainly. So what was that whole process like trying out like, and then when you're there, like, what is that? Like, I've heard like plenty of players, obviously you, like you and I have talked about it, but like plenty of players in the NHL that have done it. Like what's that whole experience like? Just kind of like a whirlwind. I mean, they have a 17 year and an 18 year. So it's usually your juniors um, year in high school and senior year. Um, I, I wasn't out there for my junior year of high school mm. i went out for my senior year and um i was actually with uh, another berkshire uh, guy at the time mike freitag remember him yeah yeah i was uh <laughs> i forget where we were but we were together and i got the phone call from the u.s um, national guys and i was like i don't know what to do because it was close to like returning back to school yeah, yeah, yeah. and i i had my you know mind kind of leaning to you know excited to go back to school and uh was just you know kind of talking with my dad and you know parents and just kind of like something that i had to make a decision on pretty quickly yeah, yeah. because if i didn't if i didn't say yes they were moving on to the next guy right yeah, yeah. um so it's just a phone call and said, "Hey, you want to come out to Michigan and, and do this?" And I was like, "All right, guess I'm doing it." That's awesome. And then when yeah. you're when you're out there, like, is it nonstop training, nonstop like traveling for games and stuff? Yeah. So I mean, you go to the public high school out there, yeah. Um, and then you know you're done normal time, normal school day, and then you go to the rink, you know, skate, workout, you know, the whole the whole shebang, <laughs> and. Yeah. Uh, 
and then you're missing a, a little bit of chunks of school, obviously, because you're traveling a lot more, playing more games. Um, you're playing colleges even oh, when you're you know, still in high school. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was a great experience and it helped me get ready for college at yeah. an earlier year. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, That's I, awesome. I loved it out there. Ann Arbor's a great city. Yeah. You haven't been there like it's it's awesome so i, I enjoyed it yeah that's awesome i've uh i've been in and out of town my stepbrother yeah. went to michigan and then my I, my company okay. is based in east lansing so i'd take the bus through there fun town awesome. yeah that's and then yeah. i spent a lot of time in the western part of the state awesome gotcha. just experience but yeah. um yeah so then you end up going to uvm and yep. you know that experience had to be awesome just playing d1 hockey you know, in a yeah. hockey state, you know, where John LeClaire going back to the Legion of Doom, where he's from yeah. and everything. They were yeah. like, what, what was that all like? And, and just the college hockey experience. Yeah. I mean, I love Burlington, Vermont. It's, you know, you haven't been, you have to go. Yeah. Um, you know, from summertime, fall, winter, spring, it, it's got something for everybody. You That's know, awesome. the mountains, the hiking, the skiing. It's got the, you know, Lake Champlain. Um it's just a college town, right? So everything's buzzing around, you know, the small little city, if you want to call yeah, it a city. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the college hockey was great there. You know, the support from the community and the school. And um, they have something special up there. So, you know, I, I hope that they can kind of, you know, turn it around. I know they've, they've been struggling the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's a great environment as a hockey player. If you go that's there awesome. and, and don't love it, that's it, wild. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So then yeah. you graduate, you do a red shirt year, and yeah. you end up signing with the Rangers. What is that whole process yeah. like as an undrafted free agent? Like, did you know while you were in school, like, you wanted to sign with the Rangers, or was it like kind of a your season ended, your agent called and said, yeah, these offers, what do you want? Yeah. So it was, it was like, you know, you go into the NCAA tournament, at least we did. Yeah. Um, and we ended up losing to Union, who ended up winning it that year. Oh, yeah, 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 that year. That's right. Yeah, they had, you know, Gossip Spare and all these other, um, you know, NHL, AHL guys. They had a great team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, their coaching staff there is awesome. Um, so we ended up losing, and I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I felt like I had a good year, but you just never know. There's yeah, yeah. So guys out there. Um, so I was lucky enough to, you know, be talking to my agent and there were a couple of different teams interested. And then, you know, the Rangers finally, you know, pulled the trigger and I was lucky enough to sign a two year deal with them. And, um, so right at, once I signed, I left and went to their AHL team to finish up the, you know, the season. Um, so I finished, I got, you know, I got college career done and now I'm, you know, a week or 10 days, two weeks later, I'm playing professionally. Yeah. And it was, uh, you know, you definitely gives you, you know, gave me a little bit of time to, I guess, prepare in the off season. Like, all right, this is what I need to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a whirlwind. Cause you don't know if you're done playing, you don't know if you're going to keep playing or you don't know where, That's so, awesome. but it was fun. I mean, yeah. I love it. That's awesome. So you, the next year, you play a little bit with Hartford, and then you also play in Greenville in South Carolina. Yeah. And I know you end up going back to South Carolina to play on the the Stingrays. Yeah. So I want to know because I obviously the the Lightning have been around for a while, almost thirty years. Same with the Panthers. The Predators have been around for twenty years. 
And yeah. like they have rabid fan bases. We saw everybody when they when the Lightning won the yeah. Cup, the Predators when they went on their run. And I went yeah. to a game and that's insane if you've ever been yeah. to the Predators game. But like what is hockey like in the South and like non NHL cities? Is it like is it a big deal? Is it a you know, what is it what is it actually like? Um Well, Greenville, no. Uh, just be completely honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, brutally honest, no. Yeah. Uh, South Carolina, I think they tend to do half decent. I didn't actually, when I finished up, I didn't tend to, um, I actually didn't play in South Carolina. I was only down there for two games. And oh. we, were at, we ended up in, uh, We ended up playing in Boise. Oh, shit, uh, okay. So I was just down there for yeah. a weekend. Okay. But Boise is a great spot. Yeah. Uh, they get a good amount of fans. It just depends on the location. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's a small town, you tend to get more. I mean, even in the AHL, like yeah. when I was in Hartford, you're playing in a you know fifteen thousand person arena, and you're getting you know four thousand, and it looks empty. You know, you'd almost yeah. rather play in Utica, where it's a small town and it's a four thousand seat arena, and they're getting four thousand. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's a wide range. Yeah. Did you ever have to go to Alaska to play the Aces? No, so no. that they they were done before. Before, when I was with USA, we ended up playing uh, the colleges out there. So okay. that was a fun trip. Yeah, that I, like I've, I know they're not in the in the ECHL anymore. I've yeah. always just wondered like what like what is that trip? Are you just out there? Like, is it like now in the NHL where like you're there for three games and like yeah. that's it? <laughs> like, or, yeah. what the deal yeah, I mean, is with that? I mean, I bet you when it was uh, when they were in the ECHL, I bet you. You know, they were probably out there for a week. And then yeah. because St. John's is now kind of what. Oh, yeah, you're right. Alaska was because they're so far off. So far east, yeah. Yeah. So when they travel, they usually go for like three weeks at a time. And then they're oh, home wow. for okay. three weeks at a time. That makes sense. So yeah. like, they're kind of gone traveling around, getting all their spots in, and then they get home. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, the contract with the Rangers – ends up you know it ends up expiring and you sign with the flyers and you go Mm -hmm. to the phantoms and and between them and the royals you you grew up a flyers fan what is you know was that just a dream come true when that contract comes in what was that like yeah i mean you you think like i don't know i mean it, it it's looking back maybe now more than when i was in the moment you appreciate it yeah um because in the moment you're just kind of like focused on Getting all the little job. things yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like trying to make it you know an impression and i think now that i'm done i can look back and be like all right that's kind of that's kind of cool like yeah. you know um that i was able to play you know within the same organization as you know the team i grew up rooting for with, yeah. you know the Philadelphia flyers and um you know being in the same you know weight room facility as you know all the guys that you know you watched, you know, yeah. just a couple of years prior. So, yeah, cool. Now, I think in the moment, you're just trying to go about your business and figure out where you stand. Yeah. Are you still? So, there's some guys that were on the Phantoms that are now on the Flyer. Are you still in contact with any of those guys? Not too much. I mean, yeah. when I was with the when I was with the um, Phantoms, um, I was a lot in Reading. Yeah. And I, I probably played, you know, twenty some odd games with the phantoms and yeah. they were just they were you know they were really good at you know the years that i was there and um but it's fun to see you know the guys that have you know 
grow up and have success. And, you know, you see how their game has trans transferred and translated over the past couple of years. Yeah. You know, from the first time you saw them to, to now, you know, an everyday NHL or maybe, you know? Yeah. So when, so the last one on Phantoms guys, we recently found out that Scott Lawton grew out his mustache and it was a lifestyle choice. Yeah. Did, was he making any decisions like that when you were on the same team as him? Like, was he, he yeah. is a, he is an awesome guy. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, I'm happy for him. I think, uh, so, you know, he's, he's having great success right now yeah. on, on the flyers. And he's just, when you watch him play, um, he seems like he's bringing energy and, you know, he's producing, um, which is great to see. I think, uh, you know, it's just a learning curve, no matter, no matter yeah, the yeah. age. And I think it was maybe for him, he was just figuring it out early on when he was with the Phantoms, not to say that he wasn't playing well. It's just like, yeah. you know, there's always a learning curve, no matter the job or, you know, the business. And That's awesome. He's, uh, he's, it seems like he's doing well. It seems like he's in a good, good place. Yeah. Found it. Definitely found a good role with the team. Except that forge pick that pitchfork he took. Yeah. The holy shit. Yeah. Against, yeah. Against the Sabres. <laughs> he came yeah. back too. And in they, in there's all the different, uh, the memes that have come out about it. There's the one, yeah. the, uh, the I mean, Bravo meme when he's doing no... the pre- post game interview. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no, no penalty on it. No, there's nothing. They've, uh, they've had a few of those, but he, uh, crazy. he's done it. Yeah. I mean, he's, been in the third and fourth line and just been one of the better presences on the team for throughout this but he's I, been uh, it seems like consistency has been his uh you know bringing in it every night yeah so so i was gonna ask but you so you still you're still watching the nhl night in night out or is it is there a level of fatigue when you ended up retiring or are you still uh watching a ton of the nhl i think i'm probably watching well it's tough right now with <laughs> the business yeah, but yeah. i think um i'm more into the game nice. watching it now than i was when i was playing yeah um just because you're doing it every day you're playing you're worrying about your own yeah, game yeah. and i think now i can like watch games and like kind of look all right that was happened because of this i kind of try to like you know dissect it a little bit more than i would have in the past that's awesome do you use fun, yeah. Do you guys at Elite Edge, do you guys do film or like do you use like NHL tape to like kind of show that like level of you know formations yeah, and like different plays and stuff game. like that? Yeah. Yeah, like there'll be times where you bring a kid in and you know, you talk and you show them, all right, this is kind of what yeah. we're looking for. And then you show them what they were doing and you know, nice. vice versa. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so um your ECHL career ends up being pretty yeah. awesome. You play with the Royals a ton. You end up going to the Bears in the AHL. Yeah. And you, we were talking offline right before this. You lived in Hershey. You yeah. know, that's that, uh, that had to be pretty fun to like play there and then also have, you know, find some success throughout, you know, a few couple years there. Yeah. So, I mean, hands down, that was my favorite spot. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that I was at the end of my career yeah, yeah. Uh, but nonetheless like awesome awesome locker room in a sense of the guys and the coaching staff training staff yeah um best coaches that i've had did have during my pro career i thought that's awesome um, along with you know the reading the reading group i mean spencer carberry um the uh 
head coach at Hershey. I thought he was great. That's awesome. I mean, funny story. I was going to retire the year before um, because I was just like, you know, this is kind of my last shot. And yeah. we ended up not making the playoffs that year for Reading. And they Hershey ended up calling and was like, do you want to, you know, come help us at the end of the year? You know, there's three games left and then playoffs. Yeah. So I was like, in the back of my head, I'm just like, all right, I'm just going, I'm just going to be an extra body. Like, yeah. and I'm debating, like, do I even go? Yeah. And, you know, I talked to my dad, talked to, you know, my wife at the time and like, you have to, you know, and I knew I had to, it was yeah, just yeah. like, I was just like in the mindset. Cause I'd seen it before I go and I, you know, just sit around, I'm just an extra body. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you know, I play the last two games of the season. I have like, you know, three or four points and, you know, I just had new life to me. That's and then awesome. I ended up, yeah. And I ended up playing, you know, consistently in the playoffs and then, you know, ended up earning a contract there for the following year. And, uh, it was just a, you know, a fun experience. And, and, awesome. uh, I appreciate my time there and, uh, almost wish that it, it lasted longer than what yeah. it did, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. You mentioned, so it was kind of a, it, you were thinking about it, COVID kind of accelerated the decision or was it kind of, you knew it was and, and that COVID just happened to happen. Yeah, no, I knew it was. I mean, I kind of had this in my head, you know, like I said, the start of, you know, October of last year, um, you know, granted if I shot out of a cannon and lightning struck and the stars aligned and I had a, you know, great thing going, I wasn't going to say no to coming back but i also knew that the next phase of my life was coming up and it was time to kind of grab some roots into the ground and um to start my next my next chapter that's awesome yeah so i'm I'm really happy that you are doing well with the the business and i definitely have to come check it out at some point yeah once you play chester valley yes yeah yeah we'll have to uh, and we're definitely getting out to play some golf get some uh Do that. Go, this is Golf Mills right behind me. I know good radio uh, for the listeners, but uh, that's the track. Go, opens up tomorrow. I'm pumped. Playing. Uh, it's so it's nice today. It's so nice out. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, Classic PA. It's supposed to be like 50 degrees next week. So, I know, right? <laughs> see, two uh, nice days to just tease you, and then yeah, nothing until like probably like April 20th or something. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, man, I'm really happy for you. Congratulations on everything and the great career. I appreciate you coming on, man. This was a lot of fun. We'll have yeah. to have you come back on to help break down some yeah. of the X and O's when uh, Greg and Mark are available. Yeah, yeah for man. sure. All right. Well, thank nah, you again, Kurt. Yeah. All right, Jordy. I appreciate the time, and we'll uh, we'll hit the sticks here sometime soon. A special thanks again to Chris McCarthy for jumping on. That was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm sure we will have him back on. I know he had a blast. Recorded that back on Thursday, and now finishing this up Monday morning before work. Was going to do it last night, but went to the Sixers game, the first game with fans, and it was awesome. Only about 3,300 fans in the stadium, but you could still feel the house rocking. Got to boo a ref. It was awesome. Sixers, obviously, with a humongous win over the San Antonio Spurs. No Joel Embiid, because thankfully, after his injury on Friday night, it turned out to only be a bone bruise. He's only going to be out a couple weeks. Ben Simmons back in action, though, his first game since not getting COVID, but being around a barber who tested positive right before the All-Star game, that whole thing that happened. 
And overall, the, the experience was awesome. You had to wear a mask the entire time, and you'd actively be eating and drinking. So, you know, you'd take a sip of your beer, put the mask back up. If you want to take another sip, pull it down, do, do so. Uh, and the same thing with food, you had to be actively eating. Um, so it was great, you know. It's just fun to be back at the Wells Fargo Center. They clearly had done some various renovations. Like they had some new video boards that were up as you were taking the escalators up to the, the upper bowl. They had various different things on the ceiling and walls all around the uh, upper bowl area. We sat in the 200 level. They had the different neighborhoods around Philly and in the outside towns as well. Like that Germantown, it had Mount Airy, it had all this different stuff. It was really cool. Uh, if you have a chance to get down there, and you feel comfortable going, obviously, that's that's first and foremost. Highly recommended. I haven't gotten to go to a Flyers game yet. Matty D did on Saturday, said the lines weren't terrible. So felt pretty confident about getting in in a timely manner on Sunday night. And we did. It was, uh, it was a blast. But that'll do it for this one. We are going to be back tonight to preview the AL West with Michael J. Clark, the inventor of the fantasy draft. So be on the watch for that. It should be a lot of fun. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast if you're not already. The Bullpen Cart on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram. The Bullpen Cart, Bullpen Cart Facebook group. And ThunderBLG on Twitter. But I am the G-Man. Everybody have a great week. And let's go Flyers!